0: What the fuck did I just watch? (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. I'm your host, Samir, with my co-hosts, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez, after the worst NFL game of all time. What did we just witness? J-Mac, Jordan, just just take it from here. Jordan. you were at the game for all the listeners that don't know. So I'm so sorry you had to deal with all those crazy Dolphins fans and literally the worst performance we've ever seen by an NFL defense of all time.
1: I appreciate that. It really means a lot, you know. And before J-Mac, you go, just because I was at the stadium, you know, I I was very happy to see a lot of Broncos fans actually, you know, coming out to the game. We do travel well, I can tell you that for a fact. It was, like, literally, like, 70, 30, maybe 65, 35 Broncos fans. Uh, You just can't hear them because nothing much happened. But besides that, they were out. They were out, and they – we're having a good time until the defense stepped on the field. But besides that, the environment was great. And I just want to hear J-Mac. I just want to hear J-Mac talk and really give me a summary of this game, J-Mac. What what happened?
2: Well, the Dolphins had 726 total yards of offense and scored 70 points. Vance Joseph Masterclass, everybody. I just want to take a 10-second round of applause, baby. Vance Joseph, I mean,
0: bro,
2: he broke NFL NFL records, broke NFL history. Dolphins (laughs) scored the most points in the game since 1966, for Christ's sake, 60 years ago. Congratulations, my brother. Only you could do it. In all seriousness, I said it that I didn't think we could maybe win a game this season. Vance Joseph... Better be fired tomorrow morning, Tuesday. I don't care what anyone. If Vance Joseph is the DC of this team, come tomorrow morning, if he is in his locker, isn't cleaned out, if I, if they're not saying advance, pack your shit and get the fuck out of this this <laughs> building, then man, the season is for sure shot. We're losing to the Bears. Justin Fields is going for 150. DJ Moore is going for one. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> 150 rushing. Justin DJ Moore is having himself a, a, a day. Oh, my God, man. If, if if people think Zach Wilson is bad, just wait. Oh, my God, just wait. Because Nathaniel Hackett at this point could dial some shit up.
0: Oh, I just realized that Hackett's actually going to expose us. Oh, my, oh
2: my God, God, bro. Talk about a revenge game.
0: He's not going to need Aaron Rodgers for what the hell he's about to do to us. Goodness. <laughs> he could probably use their practice squad quarterback and drop 80 my on us. Oh, my God. I mean,
2: um, yeah, j- just to summarize it, it was the worst loss I've ever seen. Like in just NFL, I've always dreamed of a of a game where somebody drops seventy and could push for eighty. Never on my team did I think that would happen. But now we're in the club of just and we're we're we are the laughing stock, embarrassment of the league. The last two years, it's gonna continue. Um, Bronco fans, if you're praying that we that you know we could somehow find a way to still make the playoffs, if you believe that, I'm praying for you. Jordan, the floor is yours.
1: I mean, there's really nothing much. I mean, the only thing I can take away, I mean, and listen, I understand all the big media markets like CBS, ESPN, all these guys are going to talk about the Dolphins offense, but we talked about a lot on here. I mean, obviously we tried to at least put some hope into you guys, saying it's going to be a one possession game, even though we did expect the Dolphins to score a lot of points. Um. This was all Vance Joseph. Like, (laughs) I understand the Dolphins had to execute, but from the vantage point that I was sitting at, I had, like, all 22, like, viewpoint of everything. And on the – like, the first touchdown of the game, me and Mario Batonze, literally just watched Tyreek Hill run across the field. And as soon as they hiked the ball, no one was on him. And he ran a good 50 yards just untouched. So – I understand people want to, you know, give credit to the Dolphins. And I, listen, give all the credit you want. But listen, if you want the real truth of what happened today, Vance Joseph and this defense, I don't know what game planning they did this week. I don't know what film review session they did. But I mean, it is quite impressive, if I'm being honest, to give up 70 points. And that—that that, that's hard. You have professional athletes like fighting for their jobs. They're still fighting for their jobs right now because if they continue to play bad, who knows if they could be on rosters in future years. So they have to constantly put out good film, good tape every week. To do these with professional athletes, it's quite impressive what Vance Joseph did today. And listen, I did not know he was still coaching for the Dolphins at this point. It was, again, just impressive. I give all the credit to Vance Joseph for this one. It was a dominant masterclass by him and everything that happened today.
0: Yeah, he sh- he shouldn't even make it till tomorrow morning that he gets fired. He should be left in Miami. He shouldn't make it back on the team bus. The office should be cleaned out as right. of now. Champagne should be on the phone right now. Tear all this shit, throw it out the window, get it out. Like I I can't believe what we actually win. As J Mac mentioned, it 726 total yards. That is the second most yards that offense has ever put together in a single NFL game of all time. All in any football game, I mean, at seventy points, I think believe that's the fourth most points ever scored um, in the Super Bowl era. Just absolutely ridiculous. It's the most points scored since nineteen sixty nine. Literally ridiculous. The pass rush had one quarterback hit all day. The secondary was absolutely atrocious. The Lauren Turner yell needs to be resorted back to the practice squad. Uh, he needs a lot more time to learn the safety position in general. Like, like I can't believe. Him believe what i saw today he just got cooked on multiple occasions um damari mathis this is more than a sophomore slump i just and this i mean we talk about we the topic of Vance joseph why are we still putting our corners 20 yards behind the wide receiver there's being no man coverage ran at all the only person being you know, in man coverage is damn you know saying bassy or pastor tan and when, when we when we are like finding success with that, oh yeah, let's throw him back in zone coverage. And then PS two gets burned by Chosen Anderson on like a sixty yard touchdown. Chosen Anderson, the, the guy is severely his name. overrated.
2: Yeah, Chosen. I when when I saw him get the the big play down the field, I and I saw Chertan was holding him. I didn't. I just couldn't understand it. Never in my wildest like mind what I thought I would ever see. Chosen Anderson running wide open down the field against Patrick Sertan. That just goes to show you how bad the zone is, how bad Van Joseph is making the defense look. When you have the best corner in the league and you give up 70, I don't care who else is on the field. When you have one side of the field that's supposed to be shut down and you still give up 70 points, my God.
1: Yeah, and I think the one that really set me off was at, at the end of the first half, When you kind of knew the game was over, but you still want to give up some, you want to still have hope. But then I read this incredible tweet by Eric Edholm. I'm hoping I'm saying his last name right. Sam Howell in the second half of last week's game, combined with Tua in the first half of this game. Those stats combined 24 of 25, 327 yards and three touchdowns. And to that point, the Broncos rush defense have given up 232 yards and five touchdowns. So it looks like anybody can be playing quarterback against the Broncos right now and can throw it all all around the yard and score as many touchdowns as they want. That that stat really alarmed me. Like that's a fireball offense for Vance Joseph. It really is.
0: <laughs> Dude, how is Devon A chain 18 carries? Two hundred three yards, eleven yards per carry, two touchdowns. The Raheem Moster, also six yards a carry and three touchdowns. Bro, I don't even like I, like. I don't. I don't know what else to say. This defense is the worst. Look, looks like the worst of all time.
2: Like, I'm gonna just keep it real. <laughs> the the tackling on this defense Oof. is atrocious. I, I'm not even just thinking out guys anymore. It's the whole defense. The one play I think it was to, like, Mostert to the A-chain, you just see about four or five guys just all fly to him and they all just miss. And I'm just like, what are we doing? And the, I think the one Mostert touchdown, he's barely even juking guys, barely moving his body, and he's just a St. Bassey missed tackle. Damari Mathis can't bring him down. The first touchdown the beginning of the game when Mostert ran along the sideline, even the I was like, "You get. Yeah, he, he's got to be brought down at least 15 yards before that even forms to play. Like what do we do? Like this was not a problem last year. This is just classic Vance Joseph, bad, undisciplined, coach football. It's got his fingerprints written all over it. Like, what, how do how does the same group of players forget how to tackle?
0: Yeah, exactly. And how does a guy like Drew Sanders go from having like 140 tackles at his his uh, junior year, or senior year at uh, Arkansas? And then absolutely forget how to tackle, like, in a football game. Like, he was so bad tackling today. I'm not going to lie. Like, he – everybody was so bad at a tackling. But I was genuinely surprised by him because he looked really, really good in camp and preseason.
2: Yeah, it's just – it's all about coaching and the reps that you get, honestly. That's just – that's really what it's all about. That's all that is. It's just the reps you get and you pra- you got to practice tackling because if you don't practice tackling, what do you think is going to happen in the game when you go up against the Dolphins of all teams? with the fastest men mm. alive running around the field. Yeah. Like, I, man, I really Jordan, though, like how do you go the whole week with film review, <laughs> everything? Like, you're, you they don't even have Jalen Waddle on the field. Why aren't you playing man? Like, it was times today I saw Randy Gregory lined up against Tyree Kill in the slot. Why in the hell is Randy Gregory lined up against Tyree Kill in the slot? That's amazing. Turner Bro, I Yale. remember me
1: and, me and
0: Jordan joked about that, and it actually happened the My fucking God. game.
2: Turner Yell is on him, saying Bashing. It was the beginning of the game. Why is everybody on him besides PS2? Before the game, they, yeah, Patrick Tan expected to shadow Tyreek Hill today. Oh, was he? Because Tyreek was just running free. I mean, free. Like, I, I thought Tyree was going to struggle a little bit today. Like, not – I didn't think he would get 100. Tyree got 100 in, like, the first three drives of the game.
1: Yeah. He had 100 in the first <laughs> quarter. Like that's insane. They I kept motioning I, on
0: on purpose, like to get away from PS2 as I well. I literally
1: got a tweet right before the game, and I like I was like, "Oh look, PS2 is supposed to be shadowing Tyreek." Yeah. Oh, okay, like Vance Joseph looking competent, sounding competent before the game. All right, and then just not first quarter. I mean, non-existent, non-existent. But uh, it's just very frustrating on. We, I can't even bring up the offense because whoever thinks the offense should have done better today is a joke and you do not know ball. And I hate using mean? that term because it sounds like such a petty term, but how do you expect our offense that is really good to score 70 points when our defense is just, getting railed by Mike McDaniel on like, yeah. just, like I don't understand Russ,
0: why do not you why didn't you score 73 man you you bum quarterback why didn't you score 73 points man terrible job by of the offense I you don't, better I mean, Jesus Our Come defense on, Sean line Payton.
1: our defense defensive line was getting <laughs> literally railroaded by that Dolphins off, offensive line led by Butch Berry by the way who we all know about which oh, it makes no. it even worse and yeah I I understand the Dolphins have to execute, but you really don't have to execute when you just have guys wide open for no apparent reason. So I just, it, it was tough. It was tough.
2: I want to say real quick, Zach Allen is looking like he robbed us. I don't. I don't hear his yeah. name called. I don't see Zach Allen. I mean, what? Like, come on, man. Like those, like A. This was his first game actually getting like prominent carries, and now he's he's going to be the starting running back. For the rest of the season, dude yeah. broke out against us. He had fifty fantasy points.
1: He was on my bench.
2: In my 12-man oh league, no, in my twelve man league, we're so uh, deep in that league. Somebody started him against me in the flex. I lost. Yikes. It's over. I had no shot. I didn't even know Nate Shane was fifty points. My God, man, it's just Denver fans also got to go.
1: Immediately, It's a fireball offense. What he did today, yeah. it really is. I how do you not fire him? At, and I hate that's what I'm saying because like it sounds like I'm overreacting, and I hate people that do this. But at this point, literally nothing can be like nothing can be worse than this. Like you can only <laughs> be better if you just fire fans, Joseph. Like <laughs> I don't understand. I, I it, it's it's really frustrating. We talked about it, Amir. The the coordinator yeah. matchups. Just, we, we told you guys that Mike McDaniel was going to outclass Vance Joseph, but we didn't know it was going to be scoring a touchdown oh, every it was like, single drive. It was,
2: it was the Dolphins were one, they were playing on Ricky Mode and Madden with 15. Bro, with I was right about to say that. Bro, they were, like, <laughs> literally. I it up, like, 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 it was like Mike McDaniel was going up against a high school defensive coordinator. Like, it was that bad. Like, it was, I it that. Like in, in, yeah, you tweeted that this might be one of the most historical mismatches in NFL history. I'm like, ah, yeah. it is bad, but I, I don't think that Vance those not get 70 points. They scored on every. We only stopped them in like until like the third quarter, midway through the third quarter. We had only stopped them one time. They had the ball like seven, eight times. Oh, yeah, they would score nothing but touchdowns, and we only stopped them because they did a fourth and one fullback dive. Think by the grace of God, DJ Jones was there big in Singleton. Other than that, they was getting touchdown, 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 touchdown. I'm like, come on, man. It's 35 35 ten in the second quarter. I'm sitting here trying to think, yeah. So we need about one, two, so we need about four touchdowns, three touchdowns, field goal to tie it up. It was over. It got it was over quick.
0: Yeah. Very, very, very grueling loss. And yeah, I, I just still can't believe that people are on Twitter the, uh, this last week talking defending Vance Joseph on the timeline. <laughs> Seriously saying, oh, these are these are bad defensive players. It's not Vance Joseph's fault. He doesn't deserve to be fired. 70 points, you don't deserve to be fired? Okay, now, nah, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I can't believe what I – like, I, I don't even know what to say. I can't believe what I just witnessed. I, t- I put on my Instagram, this literally felt like I was watching a Madden game, like on demo mode. Like not even demo mode, like just watching it like on like RK mode rookie and just the other team getting absolutely destroyed. And I like how to wake myself up from a nightmare or something like I I can't actually believe that we are sitting here talking about a 70 to 20 loss. Like just, just, <laughs> just like think about that 70 to 20. Like, bro, it is actually insane. Actually insane. I mean, some of the good things, I guess, one of the very few good things in today's game Marvin Mims is an absolute dog. He's wide receiver, too. Um, Cortland at 91 yards, but that's super deceiving because he had two fumbles that cost the Broncos touchdown drives. Um, and, uh, and then another uh, bad, you know, thing I want to talk about, um, was like some of the officiating on some calls, especially uh Cortland Sutton's catch, which should have been a catch, and then that couldn't you know help the Broncos get off to a better start in the first quarter, and then also they called that stupid call um where Brand Johnson made contact literally trying to run his route when someone just runs into him like he's already making progress so and Gene territory you know said it you know best on a broadcast that shouldn't have been a penalty, and the cost of the Broncos six costed Sutton his second touchdown um Sutton I know Sutton didn't have a great game today with the two fumbles and I believe honestly you should be on the trade block because like I mean at this point why not we, we could honestly find someone that can replicate that production that's for a whole nother episode but um him and Russ have really perfected that like scramble drill in the end zone like they have that down to the T yeah it, unfortunately uh, court could not come down with that touchdown literally went right through his hands like he should have caught that it's unbelievable he could have three touchdowns today um had him on my uh, fantasy bench so would have lost. anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> yeah. um man it's just an it's just an absolute joke i can't yeah and then like i was like i was mentioning marvin mims he's just an absolute beast three catches 73 yards kick return touchdown um we're very lucky to have him he's literally that that meme of the lamborghini next to the trailer like that's literally marvin mims on the broncos offense like I, we're just very lucky to have him in uh, Jerry Judy, which by the way, I know Jordan, you would like to talk about this. Let's talk about Jerry Judy in the game. had yeah, Today you were there in person. Um, you specifically talked about how he was getting really, really open today. Um, he had five catches, 81 yards. And all I'm seeing on uh, Twitter right now is for people calling him to be traded. And interestingly enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, not surprised that people want him traded for no apparent reason, but Listen, you guys can watch the film. You can watch the All-22. I had the best scene in the house for it. He was open nearly half, <laughs> most, most of the plays. I mean, it, I can understand Judy's frustration, and I know there's some things that I can't say, but I understand the, the frustration on his part. I understand everything, especially seeing the same guys in his draft class ball out, being utilized the way they are. It's just... I, I know I saw him visibly upset on the sideline too. I don't blame him at all. I'm surprised he didn't, you know, get more mad. I'm surprised he didn't cause a whole scene because if that was me, I mean, who would have, I mean, I don't know what the hell I would have done, but I mean, yeah, Judy, listen, I he does the most with what he can do and the opportunities he can get. It's not like he's not open. So it's just, he has to do with what he can do, you know, however many targets he gets, he has to just make the most of it make the best out of it. And I understand Mims is popping off and listen, I love Mims. Um, And I know Son got his fair share of targets today, especially uh, after those fumbles still, but there has to be a better way to get this guy more involved early into the game. I mean, you can't wait until the second half to really get him going. I mean, he's our wide receiver one and we're treating him like he's our wide receiver three at this point. It's embarrassing how he's been utilized and I know Payne will get it figured out with Judy. I because I know Payne's a great offensive coach, so I'm not worried about it. But I, I I'm at a loss of words for just not being utilized correctly and uh it, it's sad. It really it's frustrating and it's sad to see.
2: Yeah, about Judy, it's uh it's tough. Like when you watch it, you can obviously like they'll they'll replay it sometimes from him being wide open and just Russ not even look his way. Like and I, I don't think it's a it it's not a Russ and Judy issue. I think it's just more of just the like the utilizing of him. He needs to be a guy to get the ball in and work in the open field. He needs a guy. To, I mean, it's just it's just really tough with him. Uh, I I see why Bronco fans are saying to trade him because they're like, well, shit, if we're not gonna use him. Why not get some picks for him? I mean, which that that's logical in a way. But like, I mean, he deserves better. Yeah, he does. I, mean, I don't say trade him just because he's, like, he's a bad player or anything. Because I don't think he's a bad player. I just think it hasn't worked out in Denver. Everything, when you're getting drafted, it's about fit. 90% of the time, it's about fit. But some guys are just trash and shouldn't be even in the league. But, I mean, a lot of the times, it's about fit. And just Jerry Judy with Denver, it just, it hasn't worked out. Sudden is just, Corlin sun is Corlin Sutton. It just always leaves you with, like, a kind of a bitter taste. Like, yeah, he did, he had plays where he looked good, but then it's, like, bro sudden like. The fumbles, just the the drop, and it's just – but, I mean, overall, I mean, I, he he didn't look – him and Russ, like, their connection is – it's a good connection. I will say that, though. That's the only thing that really came good from this game on the offensive side of the ball was sudden and Russ's, like, chemistry and, of course, Marvin Mims. Other than that, just, just – we couldn't even run the football.
0: I think the thing with, like – Russ and Judy is like Russ is a more of like a predetermined throw type quarterback like he already knows where he's throwing the ball before the ball's even snapped if that makes sense like sometimes he'll go through his reads really well and I give him credit for that but those are some of the plays where like the offensive line is really holding up well and that's also what leads me to one of my next positive takeaways the O-line only allowed one sack today i mean it's pretty solid i mean they didn't create the biggest uh, run gaps for javante but in terms of pass pro they played really really good game and you're probably going to see them in this week upcoming week you know high pff grades all that doesn't really matter for not winning games but still i mean it's, it's good to see that the money is at least paying off for mike McGlinchy, ben powers um, unfortunately there were some uh, penalties on there by uh, mike McGlinchey oh. today but it wasn't really uh <laughs> you know I mean, I think we definitely have a lot more worries than that. You know, a fifty-point differential between both teams. I don't think that'll really go. Uh, you know, it depends on a fall start. But, anyways, aside from the point, that's one. Of, you know, my few positive takeaways. Um, Judy, I mean, he just deserves so much. So, so much better. Um, Russell Wilson played a really good game in the first half. Hundred ninety-three yards at halftime. Three hundred six yards in total. Of the game touchdown, a pick um penalties sold him like multiple touchdowns he should have had like three touchdown passes today maybe even four if i'm counting correctly like it's it it sucks but i mean at the end of the day what matters the most is the w and we just simply have not gotten that in fact we lost three straight when we were supposed to (laughs) i predict i I predicted a beginning season a nine and eight record because i wasn't super high on this team but shoot it's looking more unlikely than way lower than that so um it's tough man and my final question for you guys is this is the big topic of Broncos country right now and a lot of people are hitting hitting this button right now do you guys think it is in the best interest of this franchise to tank th- for the rest of the season and look at maybe Caleb Williams next year what are your, what are your guys' honest opinions on this cuz it seems like 90% of the fan base is already on to the 2024 draft
1: see
2: like i'm going to just say this like people acting like quarterback is the issue. Like, why yeah. why why would we tank to get Caleb Williams? That's just gonna cause us. We're gonna be if we get rid of Russ, just realistically, we're gonna be even more dead dead in the cap. We get Caleb Williams. If we get rid of Russ, that means we're getting rid of all of the everybody else. That means we're we're going for a complete rebuild. Now I want everybody to realize this: you're gonna to have to get rid of everybody, every player that you got, Justin Simmons is gonna have to go. Um, most of the defensive starters are going to have to go besides Sertan. The only guy that's probably going to be there next year is most likely going to be Sertan and Javante, returning for, like, starters in the O-line, of course. But everybody else is most likely going to be gone. Like, it's going to be a retool of everything, and I don't think this team necessarily needs a Caleb Williams. Now, if we were to just be bad and got, like, the third pick and were to get a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., I'll, I'm all for that. But I think Caleb, at this point, you can't really get rid of Russ. Because if you get rid of – you missed the time for that. I think if you do want to get rid of Russ, it's some teams that are maybe trade for him. I think Pittsburgh and Minnesota could be two teams that may be interested in Russ. But, I mean, I'm looking at the games. It's not Russ. You know, people are saying, like, Russ is getting old. You got to look at the age. But he's not playing bad. Like, he's not – it's not his fault. I mean, things are just flip-flop this year. We had a great, great elite defense last year. And this year is just – I don't even know what adjective or word to use to describe the defense. I, I, I don't <laughs> they're like
0: on a they're on a bye week every week, man. That's yeah, that's what it looks like, like it's
2: like it's like Russell Wilson is just we're automatically going to be down fourteen zero. He's just, I mean, it's bad. Like I, I've never seen this as a Bronco fan. I've never known our defense to be like this before. Like I don't I don't know a lot of the Bronco players. Kavon Webster on Twitter. I mean, he's pretty yeah. much agreeing with Broncos country about the status of what Vance Joseph's future should be like.
1: Okay. Uh, so, yeah. In terms of tanking, I don't believe in that just because, uh, like I said before, these uh, professional athletes have to put out good tape every week. So they're not going to just play bad just because the organization wants them. They, they're they not guaranteed a spot next. Like they're, they're not going to do that. These are professional. Athletes. I mean, they're going to go for everything they got every week. Um, so, yeah, in terms of tanking, I don't think that's a possibility. I think if I, if you really want to tank, just keep Vance Joseph on the staff and I'll just do See, it. See, that's
0: – that's what I was about to say. Like the whole idea of like this, these fans by tanking is like trade away your star players, get picks, and start to rebuild and tank for Caleb Williams, and that's how you're gonna go ahead and start your rebuild and just tear apart the team. And if you keep Van Joseph, you can't really win any more games anyway. So that's kind of their idea of tanking. But I'm with you, man. I've always been against tanking. Um, but you can continue on.
1: So my whole thing about like the Caleb Williams, like and just not just Caleb Williams, any rookie quarterback right now. So when we let go of Russ, I don't know how much the dead cap is right now, but let's say we we tank, right? And we got a rookie quarterback. We get Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever. And the benefits of having a rookie quarterback is that rookie contract. But in order for us to get a rookie quarterback, right? We're going to have to move on from Russ. We're still going to be eating the dead cap from Russ. So that kind of mitigates and cancels out really taking advantage of a rookie contract because you see like a team like the 49ers, they take advantage of a rookie contract like Brock Purdy. So He's only making like 800,000 a year, but <laughs> so they can pay any every other position. They can. For us, that won't be the case because we'll be eating the dead cap from Russ while still having a rookie quarterback. So for me, that process of logic doesn't make sense. And I don't think we don't we have to get to that point because once we do trade, and I hope we don't, we trade guys like Justin Simmons, Judy, and I can't believe I'm even saying that. But those guys, it that, that's not going to accomplish anything because we're going to get draft picks for them. We still have to hit on the draft pick. People think that that's just like a like a given thing that you're going to get a star player just yeah. like them. You still have to hit on that draft pick, like. It, it's not that easy. If it was that easy everybody will be do, doing it. That's bad every year. So that that's just my whole thing. It tanking, I, I don't believe in it. I, the players don't do it, no organization does it. But if we do want to find some form of tanking, you just keep Vance Joseph on the staff because he'll give up 70 points every week. I mean, he's giving up 52 and a half points per game. That's a real stat by the way. Per game, 52 and a half. What do you want Russell Wilson and Sean Payne to do? Score 53 and a half points per game? Like, come on, bro. I
0: can't um, believe it. I can't believe it. I
2: can't. Yeah, I, I just um, – Vance, man, it's just – you got to go. And I feel like if he doesn't go I, – and I want to say this and just be like – being completely honest. We have to also question George Payton's job at this point. He has made two of the most egregious hirings I've seen in professional sports. He has made hirings that kill our seasons. Guys' is primes, like wasted talent. Between Hackett and Vance Joseph, I don't even know which one is worse. Like, I'll be honest, Hackett was, was, was horrible, but Vance Joseph is like, they're both historically horrible hirings. If you have to fire your defensive coordinator that you just hired after week three, like that's gotta be a question mark, gotta be a question mark, and I I I've defended George Payton and some of the moves he's made, but now the bad is outweighing the good. It's outweighing the good by a ton. This man just gave up seventy points, the worst loss in franchise history. Y'all sat there in that interview process, and Greg Pinter's got a part in this too. You sat there, and Sean Payton too.
0: Sean Payton, that's too. his coaching you staff. Sat
2: there in these interviews, and you felt said, "Well, he I feel, well, we feel like he's the guy." Oh, really? So now you gotta swallow that—that's the fact that you're on three because you thought Vance Joseph, a guy that was fired previously before this, with the same organization. Now you gotta swallow the pill—the fact that you're on three. Broncos don't have nobody to blame but themselves for it. Blame yourself. You had other guys you could have hired. Rex Ryan was sitting right there, and I know people don't like him, but ain't no way in hell Rex Ryan is giving up 70 points to the Dolphins. Yeah, he's not. He's not giving up 35 to Sam Howell, and he's not giving he, – we're not losing to the Raiders. It's just not happening. It's all Van Joseph, and I blame the organization for allowing him to come back. And we're just going to bring somebody back. Bring back Vic Banjo. Pay him whatever he wants. Because I know the Dolphins' defense isn't that good, but it's not 70 points bad. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm at a loss of words, man. I'm, I'm just
1: not... – <laughs> J Mac, all the Miami people think that their defense now is legit, and the offense is like <laughs> the seventy-two Dolphins. I mean, they and like I, I feel for the Dolphins fans because like they actually have like a team that can go, and like they like they're like believing now that it's been like a long time for them. But I, I mean, oh God. you're about
0: to say something you regret.
1: They they have to understand that this is a Vance Joseph game. Like
2: well, okay, I thought most
1: that's of true. Yeah, no, nah, they I know they want to, you know, go off and say whatever they want to say, but it this was more of a product of Vance Joseph and his defense than the Dolphins. Like, this was like a walkthrough for Mike McDaniel and his offense. I mean, it was that embarrassing. But again, if I was a Dolphins fan in this scenario, I'd be going crazy too. But I would Boys, try watch to watch the name
2: of Madden rookie mode.
1: I would also try to keep it real with them and say, hey, you won't be facing Vance Joseph again. You'll be facing other coordinators that are a lot more competent than him. And I can't believe I said Brandon Staley would play the Dolphins the worst this year. Vance Joseph took that crown <laughs> and he ran with it, boy. <laughs> I mean, I know. He care. ran
2: with it. He, he ran with it. The, the hundred yards took it. Yeah. Nah, man, it's all me. Um, But I, I want to say one thing I do want to kind of hit on that, that I think that we've like. This whole offseason we talked about it, it just hasn't been it. And I understand we're getting blown out today by far. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's just me, but the run game does not look good. Like in any way, shape, or form. I, I know that this game we weren't supposed to run the ball a lot. We were down the whole damn game. But it seems like anytime we ran the in, in, anytime we run the ball, we're just not getting anything. I don't know if it's just me, but I don't know what y'all what you guys think about it.
0: No, yeah, I mean the stats show it. We're only averaging, we only average like three yards of carry, something like that today, maybe <laughs> just under. I mean, it's really poor. But also at the same time, like I would really want to put anything on the offense today at all. Like even the run game, yeah. Yeah, it no, might have been yeah. bad in yeah. recent weeks. But when you're when the defense is giving up seventy, that puts so much like of a toll on your offense to like have any pressure of doing anything, and that gives like all the Dolphins defense momentum, all the momentum and we all know football is like a game of like obviously matchups and everything but it does come down to momentum as well. We've seen momentum, you know, change games in this, you know, split, you know, snap uh, you know, split seconds like that, you know. So I would I really wouldn't, you know, worry too much about that, but it has been underwhelming to this point, but I yeah, I don't know. I feel like we got to worry about our defense before we start worrying, worrying about the run game at all. I think the the yeah. offense, has, offense has produced a fair amount for that not really to be a huge concern, in my opinion. But, um, I mean, you do bring up a, a pretty solid point.
1: And no one that's a Broncos fan, please don't listen to ESPN. Don't listen to any of these national media when they say – that this was like the Broncos' offense. Russ doesn't. Let, don't pay attention to any of that, please. Just yeah, it, it, they are it's just, they're it's trying just, to get you. They're trying to reel you in for clicks. Don't. They're just
2: trying to create a narrative to to build yeah. them down because they're they're an easy target right now to build because they're zero three. Yeah. They're them the bear. Something. They're just gonna say it's Sean Payton and Russ just because it's Sean Payton and Russ. Of course, they're gonna give them the they're gonna give them the, the 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 credit when they win and the blame when they lose instead of just watching the game. Hell, hell, looking at the box score, even that, and you can honestly just see, oh, well, damn, they gave up 726 yards. Hell, they gave up 70 points. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not the, the guy who's calling the offensive plays and the quarterback.
1: Yeah, I encourage any fans, don't <laughs> pay attention to any of that from any of the media with the offense. When they talk about the defense, you can listen to that because I don't think anybody can be wrong about this defense at this point. But, yeah, if they talk about the offense, just ignore it, everything. One last thing that, before we switch topics, I know Sutton had 11 targets, Judy had seven, and Marvin Mims had five. Yeah, I think that should be the opposite. I think Judy should be getting the 11, Marvin Mims should be getting the seven, and then Sutton should be getting the five. I know Sutton and Russ have this good connection, but I know those two fumbles just can't happen. That drop touchdown can't happen. I know he the ball got thrown a little bit behind him on one of the drag routes, but still hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. If that was my boy Judy doing that, I know everyone would have put him in jail for that. But Oh, yeah. The, again, the, those targets have to be flipped. And I know, again, the offense shouldn't be the, the vocal point of this conversation, but just had to get that out there. Those targets need to be flipped going forward if the offense <laughs> wants to do their thing, but... Again, I can't even talk about the offense when Vance Joseph – the Dolphins just scored again right now. So it's 6.35 p.m. right now as we record this. They just scored again. so
0: (laughs) They're they're out 76-20 to and the fucking game's over.
1: (laughs) They just scored again. Oh, boy.
2: Yeah, uh, but no, I I do want to touch on one thing. Um, And I mean, I want to say I do mean a little disrespect, but DeMar Mathis has got to go. Oof. Demari Mathis Ooh. has got to go. You're getting beat by uh River Craycraft in one-on-one coverage multiple times. Like I, I let it slide last week. I couldn't do the episode last week when he was getting beat by um what's his name? Uh Cole Turner for the for Washington, dropping him on the on the on the, on the end route right across. Damari Mathis, I completely misjudged him. He's not the corner I thought he was. I, I know he's a man corner, but I hate to say. It. He's getting one-on-one coverage opportunities, and he's getting cooked in those too. So, in Albright, I don't really agree with everything Albright say, but he's right. Darby shouldn't have been
1: like,
2: we shouldn't have let go of Darby. We should have picked up Callahan like Amir, like I said, and Amir wrote an article about. Because Damari Mathis, I hate to break it to Bronco fans, the the guy is not it. He's not it. Like I'm, so I don't. People say, well, sophomore slump. The guy's not it. That's just me.
1: I mean. I can't really like blame any of the like it's hard to blame the players <laughs> right now, like in my opinion, because like I like Vance Joseph is not no Vance famous. Joseph is bro,
2: Vance Joseph is bad, but like, like I, I'm I'm not I'm not saying he like I'm not taking any of the blame off of Vance Joseph but, bro you Damari Mathis is getting beat in every single coverage scheme that he's placed on the field in. Like this has to get taught like It doesn't matter if he's lined up in zone or man, like they're picking on him repeatedly is at a certain point. Like when, 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 when you have to, when you're a cornerback two lining up against a tight end three lined up out wide, you're supposed to win that matchup easily. You're getting beat. Like make it make sense. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: I just don't understand how these are the same players from last year. Like, there's no way that he regressed that. Like I, I I can't believe that. I in my heart, my like my true honest opinion, not looking as like a fan, more of like a writer. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't believe I can't believe in that. I'm I I,
2: look, I'll be honest, I didn't want to believe it either. But like I'm I'm watching him like like I'm it's not just zone, like I'm watching him yeah, one-on-one bad. coverage, get beat by River Craycraft. Like he didn't know this, but like this is a wide receiver four. You're getting beat like he like he's making like he I I don't know man like Vance Joseph has some blame to do with it too but also in the same breath he's getting opportunities in one on one coverage and is just continuously losing like that has to be brought up at some point yeah Vance Joseph the rest of the deep like it's all bad but just I just have to point out Mathis man I'm sorry Bronco fans look I know the guys who love Mathis. Man, he just—he doesn't look like the same corner. I don't know if it's just because of his sophomore year or what. He just—he just, just not look like the same corner.
1: Yeah, and Hasimira is going clinically insane. I just—I mean, <laughs> it—it—it's it, hard to put put it on these guys. It really is. I still believe in this unit as players because these are the same players from last year, and they played really good. So at this at this point right now, I can't put anything on them right now. I, I refuse to believe three games into the season that they have regressed this much as an individual on the field, because I know they are talented enough to be good because they've showed it years before and even last season. So to this point right now, I don't blame anything on the players. Vance Joseph has a hundred percent. I mean, and I hate doing this, but he has a hundred percent to do with everything that happened today, last week, the first week, all the players regressions are not on them because they've gotten bad. And I understand Demari Mathis have, has had his fair share of questions before, but it doesn't help when you have him as your DC and he is just, I mean, it, it's bad. It really is. It, it really, really is. Yeah, no,
2: and, and I'm not blaming, like, I'm just pointing out plays where I think he should be better. Like, I feel like yeah. certain plays with him. I'm not taking anything away. I know Vance Joseph is, I'm blaming him. I'm still blaming him. I'm not putting it – I'm not saying Damari Mathis cost us this game by any means, but I'm just saying, like, I just feel like he's got to play better. We expected more out of just Damari Mathis.
0: I'm with Jordan, honestly, on on his take. Like, I feel like – how do you really explain the regression that he has gone through? Like, he's been bad this year, don't get me wrong. And I said early in the episode, he's been in, like, on a really big sophomore slump. But at the same time – it's like, did he really regress this bad, like as an individual okay. player? Like, I feel like Van Joseph is playing a big part in this. I already said earlier in the episode the high use of zone coverage. I just don't agree with it. I mean, I can say it a million times. I just don't understand putting dropping your corners back that far in coverage no, and just continuing to do it. It's like, dude, it literally looks like we are a tanking team right now. The way we are purposely running these same defensive coverages over and over and over again. We just keep watching Tyreek. He'll beat you over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. It's in the most blanketed areas of the defense and we're just still doing it. So running zone coverage, like I, I just don't, I, I don't understand. Like, and they just keep attacking it. They keep attacking the weaknesses of the secondary. And the the thing about the Dolphin, the thing about the Broncos defense defense today is like the pass rush didn't do much is because the two gets the boss so fast and he kept finding success with success with it. And the secondary was getting burned like easily, just like easy, you know, short routes, short area, quickness, yards after catch. I mean, they were doing everything today that they wanted that secondary. So I think honestly, the secondary has been the most disappointing thing for the Broncos the entire team to the first three, three weeks of the season. It's just been absolutely ridiculous. And um Broncos have a lot of fixing to do. They have a lot of fixing to do. Um all I'm gonna say yeah. is I feel like even though Vance Joseph is a huge issue, one thing I was thinking about through the episode was like we really don't have a lot of good defensive players if we're being complete, being completely <laughs> honest. Like we we overestimated this the talent on this roster if we're being honest. Like Zach Allen we overestimated um Secondary, obviously, Damari Mathis. A lot of people thought he was going to have a, a breakout season in year two and ended up having literally a, a sophomore slump so far. And then multiple other players. K. Jacko wasn't really high on it. I personally said to not bring him back. He, I'm not going to lie. just doesn't look great, in my opinion. Um, I don't know.
2: I mean, I think we we did overestimate the talent. Like I said that I think after the first game, I thought we did. But the the thing I'm going to say is, a lot of these guys were here. I think Zach Allen was over but a lot of the guys were here last year, too. So, I mean, like, in turn, I don't think we overestimated. I just think we, i put it like, I don't think they're all bad. I think it, it's a few players on the defense I think are bad. Like, I think that, yeah, they probably shouldn't be starting. But I think a lot of them are just, it's Vance Joseph. Like, I think a lot of them are just Vance. A lot of it. But 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 there is some individual players. where I, and there's injuries in the secondary too. Remember, like yeah, like I know last year we dealt with injuries and we overcame them. But losing like today, no Simmons, no Caden Stearns, like it's gonna play a part somewhat. in just the season in general, like we haven't had Caden. Caden was supposed to be a big part of the secondary, and he's just gone. That's still a that's a sizable loss. But I mean. Yeah, like it's, I think definitely on the deepest line we overestimated the most. I think we thought the pass rush and some of the interior was going to play at a higher level, especially in the run game. It it just hasn't happened, nothing especially in the run game.
1: And uh not to pour alcohol in an open wound or whatever that saying is. I can't even think. Uh, salt. Same thing. Remind <laughs> I should remind people like as. I should remind people, it just got brought up on Twitter as I'm reading right now. Reminder, this is from Zen, our guy, and you know he's always quick with it. This is gonna alarm a lot of people. Reminder that Patrick Tan Sr., when he was playing, requested permission to seek a trade and then got traded so he knows what works. Also worth noting that George Payne was part of that Dolphins front office that traded Patrick Stratton Sr. to Kansas City. So, listen, we already saw what the dad tweeted during the game. I'm not going to say it's going to go that far, but there is history there between it. And that might – I know the Dolphins scored 70 points. That might be the 77th point. That really just went deep into – the dagger went into, into the heart. For me on that one, so I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that.
2: Um, at this point, I don't want it to happen, of course, but I mean, I don't really blame him. I mean, you want to get the best you can out of your talent, like just for Sartan. You know, you want to play for the best coaches that you can. I know that he, everybody loved playing for everyone last year, and I think everyone got the best out of him. But I mean, when you're regarded as the best corner in the league, like think about it in his standpoint. Your defense gives up seventy points you're regarded as the best corner in the league. Like, you're supposed to elevate a defense. And the Broncos are just not doing it. So, I mean, from a standpoint of him, I could honestly see him wanting out. I don't think he's going to request a trade this year. He hasn't even gotten – if, if, if he had gotten, gotten an extension, I would be more like, you know, uh, he might. But he hasn't even gotten an extension yet. I think if anything, he may – if the Broncos continue to be bad once he gets that extension, then I could see him requesting out. But, like, right now – He's still on his rookie deal, and he's still Broncos still have to pay him, and we we can pay him the most. So,
0: I I I'm just sitting here like I can't believe Patrick Sertan. I like this morning. Did you guys even think that like we would be talking about Patrick Sertan wanting to be traded? Nope. Like, I I don't even know what to say, bro. Like, how do how like how is it even remotely easy to be a fan of this team at this point? Like. The fact that the best corner of football—that's the literally the last diamond that this fan base is holding—and he might he might be gone. That like I'm just getting flashbacks to like Minka Fitzpatrick when he was with the with the Dolphins, and they weren't using him right, and he wanted out, and boom—he's like considered the best safety in the NFL in the Steelers. Like, I I hate this man. I, I I can't. It's it's awful.
2: I don't. But like I say, I I. I don't want to overreact. I don't think him him got people like got to realize him and his dad, they aren't the same person. I don't think he's just going to want to request. He's still on his rookie deal. Like he can't really, he's still on his rookie deal. Like he still has to get his extension. I think he's still going to think that like, make, like, like I said, if he had gotten paid, yes. But like, I don't see him just requesting out. I mean, he's, everybody on the team is unhappy right now. I feel like that's just, everybody's unhappy. But I feel like his dad is just trying to speak for him, but we don't know. And I, I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see Sartan leaving anytime soon. I hope not, but definitely not like this season. I'll be shocked.
1: I don't think he's leaving either, but you for sure know they've had those conversations. Like it's been brought up a hundred percent.
2: Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and his camp for sure. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, like, It's like, think about it, like, he's had, hasn't he had like three DCs his whole career? He had Vangio, Evero, and now Vance Joseph. It went from, Vangio was okay, then it went to Evero at an all-time high, now it's at an all-time low. I mean, I'm pretty sure he just wants consistency. That's just pretty much it. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, his camp has probably had talks about it, but he's not going to do anything until he gets that extension.
1: Talk about consistency with him. Look at what Judy has had to deal with four years in Denver, from Sherman to Hackett to Alton, and then now finally to Sean Payton. But that looks like with Sean Payton, it's going to be good. How good could it be when you have Vance Joseph as your DC when it looks like you're never in the game? So, uh, it's frustrating that.
2: like, I want to know what the people, like, interviewing him, like, I I, I want to be in the locker room just to see, if, like, how players are acting towards him. Like, are they still going to follow him? Like, I just really want to know what the, I, I want to know what the tone is, like, because there's no yeah. way in there you can follow, It's no way, like, this guy just coached y'all to get 70, like, nationally embarrassed. I just don't see Wait, the scenario. Wait, Jordan,
0: how is, how is Vance's like body language on the sideline? I'm sure you you got a few good like looks at him. Like, I highly doubt he's even like talk. Is he even talking to anybody? Like, is he like giving any sense of authority? Like, give us some, like anything, literally anything.
1: I'll give you something. I'm glad you actually reminded me that. And Mario can vouch for this for me as well. We saw, I saw it with my two eyes, and I am not blind. I saw sh- multiple times Champagne just chewing up Vance Joseph on the sideline. Just, I, and now now obviously from my vantage point obviously you see the hands like this so but he's obviously coaching him up but you can tell there, there's frustration there immediately and why why should there not be right i mean at this point i don't understand how it, it was every drive they were scoring on the only time we stopped them was on that fourth down play and then when they kneeled the ball that's <laughs> really that's when we stopped them Sure. so i i don't i don't need like, to the ball that, that's why like players like russ getting upset on the sidelines and maybe i'm overreacting to that part but i just haven't seen russ that animated before and then obviously judy being visibly upset and rightfully so and then champagne always looking to like get something going with Vance. yeah and, 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 i don't know it at least to me, it looked like on the sidelines, there was obviously he was obviously trying to coach him up, but it looked I don't want to say it looked bad because I don't want to cause anything. Um, and I obviously don't know what they're actually saying to each other, but it was like Sean's trying to get something out of him. It's it, it's the coaching part, but Van, it, Vance Joseph at this point, his side, his sideline body language wasn't much, it was more just like the players just being. Defeated, like frustration. It, it, that, that's more. And if Don Reisner was still here, probably would have pushed Jared Stidham at this point. <laughs> gotten that back.
0: Oh my God, A fr- freaking blindside. Anyways, um, yeah, I believe it. We saw it multiple times in the broadcast where VJ just standing there. We saw it multiple times where we just saw Mike Purcell, DJ Jones, Zach Allen just sitting on the bench with their heads down. Like, bro, there is no kind of like camaraderie there's no kind of like hyping up anybody like and I understand you're down 43 so it's like i mean shoot yeah i mean it's not really much you could do at that point anyways um but it's looking like it's looking like senior defensive assistant Joe Vitt is going to have to serve as the uh you know no. interim dc like sooner than uh you know sooner than uh, we expect um because christian parker let's be honest dude is not taking this interim dc job well, like what do you he, see what, he exactly be. No, he shouldn't. Why? Why should he take this interim DC job? You got to be sarcastic.
2: Really, I'm not comfortable with anybody on the staff currently taking over. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what you do. I mean, yeah, you can get Joe Vid. I saw somebody else. I, I can't remember who it was on Twitter saying. I think Manisky, I think that's his name, has the only other guy. Oh, that Greg has, Manisky, like, inside yeah, linebacker like, experience, but. Man, I don't know. Yeah, you can't really throw Christian Parker into the fire like that. That that's 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 messed up. I mean, if you do, you do. But I mean, I just feel like Broncos. You just shot yourself in, in the foot. Like it's just like I said earlier, man. The Broncos did it to themselves hiring Van Joseph in the first place.
0: Dude, if for whatever reason they keep uh, Van Joseph, I'm I calling. better see Christian Parker calling plays. Like I mentioned it on our episode la- or like early last week, yeah. uh, earlier this week. If they're not going to, you know, do the right thing and move out from Vance Joseph, then at least change something, do something. Give play calling duties to Christian Parker, give them to Joe Vit or some like someone like I you got to try, try something new because like Jordan said we're going to make Justin Fields look like a first-bat hall of famer on Sunday if we don't Man. change something.
1: We already made Sam Howell and we already know the PR department that Tua has. We we made them with really like hall of famers. Man, we, we Justin Fields fan base is ready to take off.
0: Oh man, yeah, Sam, oh Sam, yeah.
2: Sam Howell looked like a certified All-Pro. Tua looked like first ballot Hall of Famer. Like he, as soon as he retired, he to be inducted.
1: Exactly, like, Dan Marino.
2: Like I said, Justin Fields, he's going for a minimum 150 yard rushing. Like, if Vance Joseph called the play, I mean, because I think honestly, it's like, like I said, it's a repeat of last year, man. I think it may take not even the bare minimum to fix it. 70 points. It just seems like that's just an historically bad coaching job to where anything above it, even if just like a a a mid like a mediocre to low-level coaching job, would just change the whole season.
1: I mean, Devon A-Chain looked like prime Ricky Williams.
2: Brother like Barry Sanders. He
1: looked like left-handed Dan Marino, even though he didn't do much because everyone was just wide open. And then it looked like across okay. the offensive line, they had five Larry Littles, who's a Hall of Fame offensive guard. If people Boys, don't know, but their I mean, online,
2: online looked like Dallas online in the '90s, Larry Allen and all of them up there. They were just yeah. man, manhandling us.
1: Van Kinkle, like Zach Thomas, yards.
2: I'm like, come on, bro, have some fight. Like they just sitting, monster, 11 yard pickup, 18, 23 yard, 32 i I'm like, God, like who,
1: bro? How many, how many yards per play did they get? Let me search this up as Amir goes.
2: Like,
0: I uh, I think it was like was, nine yards per play or something like that. I'm something watching Red like that,
2: Zone. I have the game on individually, and I have Red Zone on my TV. Scott Hansen. Every time he goes, oh, here we go, guys again. Devon 18 chain. Just I mean, every run thirty two yards, fifty. I'm like, God damn, like. And then the, who was the guy that scored the uh the long touchdown run?
0: The, I mean, there's multiple long touchdown runs, bro.
1: like, I mean, yeah, uh, bro, yeah, bro. You gotta be <laughs> more specific. Wasn't it like, <laughs> think,
0: wasn't it like the it whole like fucking a
2: yard, team? Hold on. It was like a 60 yard, like, thing, right? Wasn't like they had yard card
1: 10 card. yards per play. Every play was technically a first. Do you don't know, understand? Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? Like, I don't think people fully grasp that, that, that <laughs> concept. Like, 10.2 yards, yeah,
2: it was yeah, it, it, my Yeah, it, it was Devon A-Chain, 67-yard touchdown run. How the hell you – like, come on, bro. Like, it it, it was just like 20 yards. Like, it was just every single play they were just bombing on this. Because I'm, I'm like – I like, I see Denver punting. Like, I remember I, I left my room to go get food. I come back, the Dolphins are – Across the 50 at the 30 yard line. I'm like, bro, I just left my room. How are they already getting ready to score? Like, Dude, no I, way. Like, they were already I just, getting ready
0: to score. I, I just checked the Chiefs and Bears game, and the Chiefs are up 41 yeah. to 3. 27 yeah, in the second quarter. I'm about to witness yeah, the I highest see- scoring game of all time in person. Like, this is about I tweeted on my Twitter, it's about to be 83 to 83. a high
1: game in overtime.
2: We'll see like, two that's, of the worst defenses
1: in NFL history clashing. <laughs> I, I'll continue to say I like the Dolphins offense. I think McDaniel is one of the best coaches in the league. Best offensive mind in the league, in my opinion. To give up Over 10, Shanahan. I mean, yeah, I would disagree with you on that. I mean, give like Ch- I Shanahan. mean Shanahan has some good weapons. I don't think Chana is putting up, I mean, Shanahan hasn't played Vance Joseph yet, but I mean, you guys just put up <laughs> 70 man. points against professional athletes. I mean, bro, ten point two yards per play. The Dolphins office is good. They're not ten point two yards per play. That's Vance Joseph type. Like, I don't understand, man. I have a I have a question
0: for you guys. How did how in the world did Vance Joseph go from a better roster in Denver and go from that? roster in arizona and go up against a sean McVay and kyle shannon twice a year and not put up anywhere near this bad of like games i, I i'm trying to like because we can put a lot of this on van joseph but like you got to realize <laughs> how did he how did he go from uh, a worse roster to a better roster and now he's giving up even worse you know production that that's something to, to think about that's actually kind of mind-blowing like that's and I know we're missing Stearns and Simmons and all them but still
2: when you think about it it sounds impossible right it sounds like there's no way that could be possible but like I said Vance Joseph he's been breaking records all day so yeah I I don't get it like like I said he turned the top three defense into the worst defense in the league I don't even think with the same players I don't I, I didn't even think that was like remotely possible like you like your scheme has to be so outdated and so bad
0: but yeah it's gonna be it for today's episode hope you guys enjoyed um you probably did not enjoy but uh hope you guys at least um had you know somewhat of a good day even though the broncos i know for, for a fact ruined most of your days but um like i said uh if you guys listen on youtube make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe Help us get to 2k subs and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the broncos avenue podcast um so we always do our weekly score predictions um, for every episode. And on our latest um, episode, we have score predictions for this game. Um, so let me go ahead and shout out the closest score prediction uh, for the, <laughs> for this one. Let's see if anybody actually got close. The closest score prediction goes to Spoonster uh, Film. Shout out to you, man. Uh, let me know uh, on Instagram. Go ahead and DM me on Instagram. I'll give you a shout out over there as well. If you want to get a shout out over on uh, Twitter slash X. Um, I'll give you a shout out there as well on all my socials. But as always, if you guys are listening over there on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow leave a five-star rating, turn notifications on, like I said. Um, but with that being said, I'm your host, Amir, with my co host J-Mac and Jordan. So the next episode, we got plenty more interesting episodes this upcoming week because with this uh, very unbearable loss, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of things to talk about. And our next episode is going to be a very, very interesting one. So stay tuned for that. A uh, little bit of a hint. J-Mac already gave, uh, already talked a little bit about, uh, about the topic on the show. Um, so we're going to talk even have a, a full episode going over it. It's going to be a little bit of a controversial one. But with that being said, um, hope you guys enjoyed until the next episode. Be out, everybody. Peace.
2: Peace.